Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jared Bailey from Laces Out. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. You don't got to pay anything to use Anchor. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the latest edition of Laces Out. We are in the midst of a free agency frenzy. Jared Bailey, Kurt Homiser with you as always. Kurt, my friend, it's it's a good time to be alive as an NFL fan. It is the best time to be alive as an NFL, NFL fan, NFL analyst, whatever you want to call yourself. It is a wonderful, wonderful time of the year. Free agency is rolling around. We're, we're getting the names. We're getting the rumors. And then after this, we get the draft. And then after that, we get training camp. Oh, God, it's it is just it is just the beginning, my friend. That it is, and um, even though we are only a few days into free agency, I think that it's fair that you know some teams have definitely upgraded, some teams have definitely made a lot of what the hell you do in moves, and we can kind of jump into those right now. A lot of trending topics right now. Denver Broncos locking down safety Justin Simmons for the long term. They went into the free agency period with him on the franchise tag. Benjamin Albright reporting earlier today, our buddy. Four-year, $61 million deal. Justin Simmons staying in Denver for a while. Getting paid. Absolutely yes. getting paid. And really worth it. I mean, we, we, we talked about this in our last episode. We, we were talking about the Broncos a lot and just what he means to that defense. And, you know, the, the team for since Peyton's been – since Peyton was their quarterback, they've been riding that defense, hoping they can get back to the Super Bowl by using that defense. Haven't quite been able to do that. But this is, you know, this was a move that had to be done. They had to lock him up because Von Miller's getting older. You know, they needed that guy on that defense to be the quarterback. And I think that's what Justin Simmons is to them. Yeah. And then you look at uh, another situation going on. The Bears releasing Kendall Fuller. It seems that Denver's in on Kendall Fuller or Kyle Fuller. Sorry, the other Fuller, Kyle Fuller as well. So, you know, you add Justin, you, you bring back Justin Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe they resigned Shelby Harris, if I'm not mistaken yep, on that. Um, so, I mean, they're keeping they're keeping their own around. And then if you go out and get a guy like Kyle Fuller, former all pro corner, all of a sudden Denver's got the makings of a very good defense next year, which they need to have in a, in a very stacked AFC West. That, and you know, the secondary was their biggest issue because you know, they, they have Justin Simmons, who's great. We just mentioned that, but who else do they have? I mean, they signed Ronald Darby this year too. I think he's around. Don't quote me. I think it's around 10 million a year, maybe an overpay in my opinion. But if you go out there and you get a guy like Fuller, Stick Darby is the number two. He doesn't have to be the number one. Maybe even still you draft the guy at nine and you go from, are they nine or 10? I don't know. They're uh, nine. They are nine. Okay. So you draft the guy at nine, 
That is a you very quickly with a snap of a fingers just flipped your secondary to be a possibly elite secondary. Yeah, and even if they wanted to trade down, I mean, our buddy Benjamin Albright has been been kind of hinting at it for the past few weeks that he's not so sure that Denver stays at nine. But even if they trade down with a team like New England and get you know somewhere within that range of you know, 12 to 18, there's still going to be a lot of good DBs on the board there. And then you get Mm -hmm. extra draft stock in return as well. So now Denver's going in the right direction in terms of their defense. It's just, you know, the big question mark has been Drew Locke this offseason and how how confident, uh, you know, the front office is in him going forward. It's that that division's tough because we, we talked about it in the last episode. I don't want to harp on it too much. If you're, right. you're a Broncos fan or you want to talk about listen to the Broncos, go listen to our last episode. But in this division, do they trust Drew Locke enough to beat out Justin Herbert, to beat out Patrick Mahomes, even to beat out Derek Carr? The, the team that I want to talk about next is the Las Vegas Raiders sticking mm-hmm. in that division. But Broncos just need to get it going on offense. Maybe they surprise us all. Maybe they go quarterback at nine. Who knows? We'll see. What is going on with these Las Vegas Raiders? Because for anybody that does not know or lives under a rock, they just absolutely dismembered their offensive line, who was decent. I would say above decent, good. They're a, they're a good offensive line. Dismembered that entire defense, offensive line. And then with all the holes that they have, what do they do? They pay Kenyon Drake to be the number two running back a lot of money. I, please – Please tell me what is going on through, through through Mike Mayock and John Gruden's mind right now. Is this not the most Raiders offseason in history? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I I mean, personally, I don't understand it, um, especially when, I mean, you just said it. Rodney Hudson, among the best centers in the league. Yes. They let yeah. him go. Uh, they get rid of uh, uh, left tackle Trent Brown. So Abe Jackson, they, they guard. Rid, yeah, exactly. So they gave that offensive line – which was already beautiful, uh, an unneeded facelift. Yes. So um, I don't, I really don't get it. And then you bring in a guy like Kenyon Drake, which is not a position that you need whatsoever, considering nope. you got Josh Jacobs right back there already. Uh, it, it, it's a lot of moves that don't make sense. Not so much in the fact that they also need a pass rush. We're going to see what they do with Carl Nassib. They're probably going to mess that up as well. <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm, I'm perplexed when it comes to what the hell is going through the mind of Mike Mayock and John Gruden right now, because nothing that they are doing is making any sense, especially in a division where everybody else is looking to get ahead. You mean, you Uh look at what, um, you know, the chargers are doing, they're trying to, you know, find somebody or find pieces to put around Justin Herbert. Denver's being very aggressive defensively. And then the chiefs, I mean, obviously they're the cream of the crop of that division. Uh, And then the Raiders, they're just kind of staying behind. It it seems like ever since John Gruden has come in, this team has, in his mind, I feel like he wants a rebuild. I think he, you know, he had the, he signed a 10 year deal with this team. He said, I want to come in here. I want to make this team mine, but they weren't totally far off when he came in, you know, they weren't great, but they had nice pieces. He ships out Khalil Mack. He sticks with Derek Carr. Okay. Build, you you know, you get some nice pieces. Like we just said, they have a a very nice offensive line. They have a very serviceable quarterback. They get Josh Jacobs to get the running back covered it seems like he still wants to rebuild. It seems like he still wants to, you know, get all these draft picks and these young guys. But what are you doing with that? If you're just going to continue to rebuild, you're never, ever, ever going to catch up. I mean, it's this team is just they, they take two steps forward and one step back. I just I, I don't know. I mean, talk about Denver trying to compete with with Drew Locke. How are you going to compete with Kansas City when you have this defense that, that the Raiders are about to put out on the field? 
Yeah, and um, I think we've kind of, I think that John Gruden has been in like a halfway rebuild mode for the past three off seasons where like it looks like he's going to commit to it yep. and then he just does enough where they're not completely rebuilding. They're just good enough to be mediocre. Mm-hmm. And that's that's pretty much NFL purgatory if you're if you're a team. You know, going seven and nine, eight and eight every year is the worst place that you can be because you're not good enough to be in the playoffs, but you're also not good enough to get a high draft pick. So, right. And they were close that, last year. I mean, they, yeah. they put together a, a nice season. They, they only finished eight and eight, but they were – they were in the, the wild card race until the last couple of weeks. And that's what you want as a team. You know, you're, when you're not a Super Bowl contender yet, like the Raiders, you want to be, you want to be competitive until the last few weeks, but, but the moves that they've made, if they would have kept the offensive line this year, I would have loved, I would have loved this Raiders team going into the next year because you have Derek Carr, who I believe played as like, like a top 10 quarterback last year, Josh Jacobs, you have Henry Ruggs, John Brown, who was an underrated signing for them, Darren Waller, and a great offensive line. That is a fantastic offense for a team like the Raiders. It just it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts because next to the quarterback, the offensive line is the most important position group a team can have, and they just dismembered it. Yeah, for no reason uh, as well. I mean, they bring back Richie Incognito, but that's pretty much the only guy who's still there. And, um, yeah, I mean <sighs> – it doesn't make sense to me either. I mean, like we said, and especially in a, in a crowded AFC West, but um, I think as of right now, unless they draft well, which the Raiders aren't historically great at, um, you know, what does that see what happens going forward? The biggest storyline of the day, Kurt, uh, comes from my neck of the woods out in Pittsburgh as a shocking turn of events. He's back. He is back. Juju Smith-Schuster signing a one-year deal to come back to Pittsburgh um, and it sets up next year where Pittsburgh will have a lot more cap space to what it seems like sign him to a long-term deal. <laughs> and I can tell you are just so happy about this. Please, you know, I've gone live about tell, this twice. Tell me your, <laughs> tell me your mindset right now when you got the news. I was feeling good this morning, to be honest with you. You know, I was like, all right, maybe today's probably going to be the day that Juju gets a deal somewhere else and then we'll be able to see what happens going forward. And then <laughs> I did a free agency live stream and, uh, you know, I've broken down what the Steelers have done already. I mean, they've lost Bud Dupree. They've lost Vince Williams. They cut him to, you know, create cap space to Mike Hilton, Tyson Alalu. I mean, I went through all that. And then I get the notification. Juju Smith-Schuster expected to come back to Pittsburgh. I'm like, excuse me? Look, I've said this all day. I don't know Juju Smith-Schuster personally. I'm sure he's a great dude. Everybody on the team seems to really like him. But when it comes at the expense of a guy, now I know we're getting new contract details. He's only a $2.5 million cap hit, so that doesn't necessarily mean that what Steven, Steven Nelson's status on the team doesn't necessarily have to do with that. So I don't really know what's happening there. Steven Nelson, front of the show, very good cornerback for the Steelers, perfect partner in crime for Joe Hayden. Um, But what it seemed at the time of the news coming out regarding both Juju and Steven Nelson was that they were looking to move Steven Nelson in order to make cap space to re-sign Juju. That's the thing that that made me angry Mm -hmm. because you look at the Steelers' defense already. In the past three days, they've lost four defensive starters. This will be their fifth. And you look at how deep they are at corner. They're about as deep as a kiddie pool, Kurt. It's not very deep. They bring back Cameron Sutton. Everybody's going to point to him. Cameron Sutton's going to be the nickel and slot guy. He's not going to be outside. 
So as of right now, you know, if Steven Nelson's gone, which it, he's going to be. After, it's gonna after be, already losing Mike Hilton as well. After already losing Mike Hilton, they're going to lose another cornerback, and it's going to be Joe Hayden at what looks like Justin Lane on the outside for Pittsburgh. Now, Justin Lane's a good depth guy. He came in and played well uh, when needed. He played well in the Buffalo game. But Justin Lane isn't, in my opinion, a CB2 on any team right now. And it just, it just adds another need. Already, what, what are they going to have to do in the draft right now? Well, they need a left tackle. They need a center. Uh, they need a running back. And now they're going to need help at cornerback. And when you look at those, you know, their first three draft picks, they got to decide, all right, where are we going with this? Because a lot of people are pointing to, all right, round one, they could take Travis Etienne and then go offensive line the next two picks, which before today I would have been completely happy with. Now you've got to decide, all right, well, you know, can we wait to take a running back? Are we going to really do that again? Because we waited and took Anthony McFarlane. We didn't use him nearly as much as we expected to. Now, granted, you know, he was a rookie and he could have, you know, somewhat of a little bit of a jump this coming season. But as of right now, if you're Pittsburgh, I mean, you've got to really consider, all right, are we going to go DB first round again? Are we going to take an offensive lineman in the first round and then go DB second round? They've got a lot of holes to fill now. And there, there, there's a lot of holes to fill and not a lot of money to exactly. fill those holes. I mean, you look at, you look at the team right now, they're sitting approximately $3.3 million in cap space. Now, remember every team has to have, you know, a little bit of money left because they need to sign these, these draft picks that they draft. So, you know, they, if they're going to add some more guys in free agency, expect some more moves. And I don't know where those moves come from because like you said, you, you can't, you can't get rid of Steven Nelson. That, that secondary is already thin. You know, you and I were just talking about it before the show started. Pittsburgh's window was last year. They needed to, and for a long time, it looked like maybe they would go on that run, win a Super Bowl with Ben, because now what are you going to do? Look at the team, your defense, you lost one of your biggest pieces in Bud Dupree. One of the main reasons why they were so dominant last year you, you lose a guy like Mike Hilton, who on, on the surface might not look, look like it's the biggest loss, but he was an important piece to that secondary. And Arguably the best nickel corner in football last year. Exactly. Mike was. And, you know, you look at a guy like Ben, didn't play great last year, no secret. He's coming back. It's It just it, it doesn't seem like this is it for Pittsburgh. I mean, it seemed like last year was the perfect recipe for, for winning, for winning another Super Bowl use that defense, ride that defense, do what Denver did with Peyton Manning. Even if your quarterback is just a game manager now, ride that dominant defense and, and just go all in because now they're stuck. Now look at them. Now they're they're paying Juju Smith-Schuster one year, like you said, base 2.5 or whatever it was. And you have no, no other money to fill any other hole. So they're going to be in some trouble, I think. Yeah. And I think that that was, I mean, that was obviously their plan. The only thing for Pittsburgh is that everybody on the defense started to get hurt. They lost Devin mm-hmm. Bush for the year. They lost Bud Dupree for the year. Joe Hayden got went out for a little bit. Vince Williams got injured for a little bit. So it was a matter of just injury for that team. And it's unfortunate, but it happens. Name of the game. Name of it the is. game, baby. That's why you got to be so, prepared. Every every team has to be prepared with, you know, second, third string guys on the practice squad that can step up and play. I mean, not every team has it, but the good teams do. And, 
You know, I, I'm I'm looking at uh at spot rack right now, looking at at cap spaces for what's today? Are we at, what, today's Friday? So if you're listening today's to this, Friday. things may change because the NFL waits for no one. But exactly, Jacksonville is still sitting in first with 41 million dollars in cap space. They are, you know, they have plenty of money if they want to make some moves. And I've already liked a few of the moves that they've made. Uh, there are a few teams that are you know getting close. Atlanta only has five hundred thousand dollars to spend, so. Atlanta's going to be stuck in uh, in purgatory, I think, for another year. But it's just – it's been fun. It, the, the first couple of days of free agency uh, did not disappoint whatsoever. If you're a New England Patriots fan, you're getting ready to uh, hang another banner in your city. But I will tell you to pump the brakes because it's not happening. I will, I will go on record right now and say Cam Newton is not leading you to a Super Bowl. No, I mean – it cracks me up how all these major media outlets are like, oh, Cam Newton's got weapons now. Oh, yeah, you just paid $13 million from Nelson Aguilar. Congratulations. You just gave Kendrick Bourne it, probably a little bit too much money too. It's so, it's hilarious job. that every year, every year around this time, it's the one team that spends the money. At, oh, these guys exactly. are Super Bowl threats. I mean, you look at you look at Cleveland, what was it, two, three, two years ago when two they traded ago. for Odell Beckham Jr. It was, oh, this team's dangerous. You know, now they are, but – and last year, well, who was it last year? Oh, Miami last year. Last year was Tampa Bay. They 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 and showed Tampa up. Bay, yeah. But uh, no, I mean, this is different because it's not like they went out and paid big money and got a guy like like Kenny Galladay. They paid big money for a guy like Nelson Aguilar, who is not even not I'm, I will say not even close to thirteen million dollars a year. Not even close. And this team is paying two tight ends. Travis Kelsey money for two guys that are not Travis Kelsey. And I don't know what style of offense they're planning on running, but it's 2021. And the two tight end set that they ran with Gronk and, and Aaron Hernandez back in the day, it was awesome. It was great. It was dominant. It's 2021 guys. This bill move on. Yeah. Um, now there were, that's not to say that they didn't make any moves that weren't good. I mean, they brought no, back yeah. David Andrews. They, they traded for Trent Brown. That's, Matt, they they brought fantastic. in Matt Judon. Matt Judon, Matt Judon was, a was another signing. good signing. I I thought that was a great signing for them. I I don't love the see. I, I like that they brought in a guy like Johnny Smith or a guy like like um, Hunter Henry. I just don't like the money. That yeah, exactly. My, this is my whole complaint with this with this whole team. It's not the players you brought in. It's the money you spent for these players. I mean, we saw a guy like Curtis Samuel sign with the Washington Football Team for I believe it was around twelve million dollars a year. Yeah. And they pay Nelson Aguilar $13 million. It's, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. And then tying the fact that Patrick Chung just retired and he's been there forever. Um, what the hell's happening with Stefan Gilmore? I think that's something that nobody's paying attention to that we just don't know what's going to happen. I don't there, think he's were, back next year. Yeah. There were a lot of rumors that people were saying, you know, at the end of the year that that was it. That was the last time we see Stefan Gilmore in a Patriots jersey. But, at this point, I don't see it because it seems like the Patriots are going all in. I don't know if this is hinting that maybe Bill Belichick only has a few years left and he just wants to win while he's here. I don't know, but what the hell I is he gonna win? <laughs> I, I know, I know. I I just can't see them trading Stephon Gilmore, their best player on the whole team, during a season like this when it seems like they're they're spending this money to win games, but they're not going to. He's got a quarterback that can't throw anymore. And even when he did have a bigger arm, it was never accurate. Eight touchdowns and 10 interceptions last year. That's what Cam Newton was. Their offense was, all right, well, we're going to run the ball with Cam a lot. Um, 
we were, our passing offense is just going to be abysmal. Demir Bird's going to be our number one. Uh, all right. Well, it can't get much worse. Now, granted, it can't get much worse. The bar is very low. Yes. But they're still the third best team in the AFC East right now. And, 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 and the Buffalo Bills have the two best quarterbacks in the division on their roster. You see that Kyle Brandt tweet too? (laughs) In Mitchell Trubisky and Josh Allen. Can we talk about that, please? Yeah. So I laughed so hard because I assume, are you talking about the Kyle Brandt tweet? Did you see that? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that made me laugh very hard. Um, You look at the Buffalo Bills. I mean, Right now, this very second, I'm not so sure I wouldn't take Mitch Trubisky over Tua. Over Tua? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I would sure it, as hell take him over Cam. Yeah, because... It would be a toss-up at least. I have to go he, back and look at my quarterback rankings. You know, Cam, out. even if he doesn't put up the numbers, he's a freak athlete. I mean, he yes. is. he always will be in college at Auburn. He was at Carolina. He was. He just doesn't have an arm. I mean, he can run all over, but he's he's not quick like he used to be, and he doesn't have the arm. So... I would take Mitch Trubisky over Cam Newton. You know, Tua, I, I, I'd hate to, you know, harp on rookies after one year because exactly, he didn't have a lot yeah. of weapons and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I think this is good for Mitch Trubisky. He, he comes in, he's going to be able to work with Josh Allen and this great staff that, that made Josh Allen take leaps and bounds in his progress. Maybe he works out with Jordan Palmer this year, and then he gets paid next year to be a starting quarterback somewhere. I think the biggest thing for Mitch Trubisky is if we have a preseason this year, he needs to ball out. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that would be the best case scenario for Mitch Trubisky. It's a one-year deal. Ball out in the preseason. Make yourself look good. All out Teddy Bridgewater when he was a Jet and then got traded to New Orleans and then yes. inevitably ended up in Carolina. Yes. So, and I, I think a thing to remember, I mean, the Bills got him insanely cheap. They, they yeah. got him for $2.5 million. And, you know, it's – For a guy that was the former number two overall pick and, you know, maybe he hasn't had the career that we've been waiting for, but he hasn't been God awful. Yeah. $2.5 million for a backup quarterback is not terrible. Jacoby Brissett signed for $5 million as a backup for Miami and, Mm -hmm. you know, bring him in. And I even tweeted this out after the, after the, uh, the trade went through because Brandon Bean said in his press conference that, you know, this isn't a long-term thing. We're just, we're trying to help him out. Basically. That's what he said. Let's say training camp rolls around. God forbid there's a serious injury for a quarterback around the league. They say, okay, there are no options in free agency. Mm -hmm. Maybe we could get a guy like Alex Smith. Oh, wait, let's call out Buffalo. They're not going to use him. And Buffalo is going to have the hand to say, yeah, you know, you need a quarterback pretty bad and we got a guy for you. You know, I think it would be pretty similar to um, when, uh, who was it? When Teddy Bridgewater went down in Minnesota and Sam Bradford was in Philadelphia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia was more than willing to give him Sam Bradford because they had Carson Wentz right there. Right. So I think we, you know, if something like that does happen, there will be somebody who's like, you know, let's, what the hell? Let's let's yeah. see what Mitch Trubisky can do. Either either way, it's a win-win because if Josh Allen, God forbid, I'm making the sign of the cross, please never happen. <laughs> if he gets hurt, if he goes down, Mitch Trubisky still keeps the Bills in it. I mean, with the talent that the Bills have around them, I think Mitch Trubisky, I don't know if he would flourish, but I think he could do well. He would He'd keep them better. in games. He could win games. So I think it's a win-win. But that is honestly – probably the very last move that I would have guessed would have happened this offseason that the Bills signed Mitch Trubisky as a backup quarterback. Well, I think the more we see 
know, how important backup quarterbacks are, you know, people mm-hmm. are going to start taking advantage of that. And I think we're going to see a lot more deals like that. We've seen it. We saw it last year. Cam took a very cheap deal. Jameis took a very cheap deal yep. uh, just to be able to uh, go to good organizations that can help them. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that for quarterbacks who are kind of in purgatory, who just need, you know, that little pick me up to go to an organization, to go to a good organization that can help them get better. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, I think I think this is a, a good atmosphere for for Mitch Trubisky to be in. You know, he was in Chicago, and people are just ruthless on him. Understandably, I mean, they they traded up and passed on Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, and you know, we don't know that hindsight's twenty twenty, but you know, it, it was not the best atmosphere, I would guess, in Chicago with all the fans, and you know, they expect good football there in, in Chicago. They're a historic team, so. Um, We'll see. I mean, Andy Dalton ends up back in – or not back in, but he ends up in Chicago. They got their starting quarterback now. I don't hate it. Um, if the rumors are true – They're still trying to make a move on Russell Wilson, buddy. If the rumors are true, Chicago almost sold their entire franchise for Russell Wilson. I believe I believe it was Russell Will- – or sorry, three first-round picks for Russell Wilson, two starters, and – there was a, a few other picks pick. mixed in there, but um, the offer that I saw that was officially put out that they offered was three ones, a three, uh, Kyle Fuller and Akeem Hicks. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't see the starters. I just saw that it said two starters. Okay. Interesting. I mean, if you're Seattle, you can't shoot that down that quick. I mean, no, I would definitely at least sit on it. Sit, I would sleep I on would it for say, a night. I would say, let me hang up this phone. Let me eat some dinner. Let me sleep on it. And I'll call you tomorrow because that is a boatload of picks. Because here's the thing for Seattle. You take that deal. Now, Chicago has – what is Chicago's pick this year? I honestly – I think it's – Chicago is 16? 20. There's 20. Okay. Yes. So, if you're Seattle, you take that deal, you're sitting at 20. You're trying to move up and get another quarterback at that point. Yeah. You're not going to sit and wait and take Kyle Trask in the second round. You want to go get one of these big guys like a Trey Lance – You've got the you now have the draft capital to move up and try to make that happen. Um, so if, if they, I was they would have to really, really be in love with somebody in this draft to do that because let's say let's I'm say not they, saying you give away all three, I'd say you give away two and then maybe you know a yeah. third and a six or something like that, just to be able to move up right. and get your quarterback because you can't go into 2021 with who the hell even is their backup? Who? Seattle? Seattle. I don't know who would be the starter. It, it <laughs> used to be Geno Smith. I, I know it used to be Geno Smith. I don't know if he's still it there. It might still be. Hang on. I got it right here. Uh, it is Alex Mc, McGo. Mc... Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce it. So, Alex, if you're listening, I'm sorry. But Danny Etling is their third stringer. I remember that name. So, but yeah, they'd have to take a quarterback. That's what we're being told right now is that what, they would absolutely have to Gino take Smith. a quarterback. I don't know where he's at now. Let me, is let me he, maybe he's a free I think, agent i don't know why do i Let's think see. he's a charger geno smith what are you up to nowadays he is currently he's a free agent he is a free agent yes hmm. any team that needs a quarterback give him a shot the bottom line being that yes if that <laughs> trade happens seattle would most definitely need to draft a quarterback in the first round yes i, I don't think it's going to happen though i think seattle they're not at the point because if, if you trade russell wilson you're you're starting over you're starting over because he is your franchise he has been your guy he won you a super bowl you start over if you if you trade him so i think you know with with the pieces that they have just 
see if you can, you know, within either this year or next year, I say it's a, it's a two-year window. If you can't at least make a Super Bowl in the next two years, then you got to maybe think about starting over because this, this, these seasons of having a high-flying offense and, you know, Russell Wilson being in the MVP candidate and now DK Metcalf coming out and but bad defenses, it's not going to fly. You, you need to fix this team. And if they don't do that in two years, who knows? We could see the downfall of Seattle Seahawks. I mean, it could have been worse. I mean, they got a Super Bowl out of it, two Super Bowl appearances. You yes. know, they've had a solid run. Um, and I think it's hard to win more than one Super Bowl with one quarterback in this league. And oh, I mean, it's it's hard to win one Super Bowl. I mean, the past think... generations have proven that. I mean, Aaron Rodgers only has one. Yep. Russell Wilson has one. Drew Brees retired with one. Yep. Um, it's very, very rare that we see guys win multiple. Absolutely. And so, it's, I mean, nothing is a given, but, you know, when you have a talent like Russell Wilson, you need to build around him because talent like him does not come around often. Let me tell you, as a Buffalo Bills fan my entire life, Good quarterbacks are not easy to find. So I'm glad the Bills have two on the roster now. So that's just an unfolding situation that we'll see, you know, play out going forward. But uh, you, you did mention um, we haven't had a episode since this happened, but Drew Brees is officially retired. My yes, um, yes. I guess we haven't had an episode. You know, there, there was rumors, you know, after, after their last game, we saw him walking off the field kind of, you know, <clears> doing <throat> one last glance. It seemed like it was going to happen. And then we see the, the heartfelt, amazing message from his four beautiful children saying that he wants to spend time with them. So that era is over, my friend. There is no more number nine in the black and gold. Maybe we see uh, the 30 for 30 wizard and Jameis Winston. Maybe we see more Taysom Hill. We just don't know. The Saints might win six games next year. <laughs> they might. Look at that. Now, granted, they have the advantage of playing in a division that's bad when you take out Tampa Bay. I mean, Carolina's not very good. The Falcons aren't very good. So, I mean, they should be able to win at least one against each of them. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, though, they aren't beating Tampa Bay. I'd have to look at their schedule. Here, let's uh, – I'll pull up the Saints schedule right now for okay. the 2020 uh, season. Well, because remember, I mean, the Saints coming into this offseason were – I don't remember the exact number, but it, it was in the 60s. I think it was around $68 million over mm-hmm. the cap. So they had to make a lot of moves and they did that. And, you know, talk about, talk about, you know, we were talking about the Steelers not having any money to fill these holes. The saints don't. And, you know, they still have some big contracts on here. They, I mean, they're still paying Michael Thomas. They're paying Alvin Kamara. Now they're paying Taysom Hill for some reason. Still Cameron Jordan's still on there. I mean, they, they got some serious contracts on there and they're going to need to kill this draft and get some young, cheap, players and you know they they've drafted extremely well throughout these past you know whatever five ten years so yeah they could be uh you know like you said they might struggle but what's their schedule looking like all right so the nfc south plays the afc east uh so um the the saints will be playing at new england um they'll go they'll be home for buffalo home for miami at the jets and then it looks like they play the NFC East as well. They'll be playing mm, okay. home against Dallas, home against the Giants, so at Philadelphia, and then at Washington. And then the so other two not are honestly Seattle. an insanely tough schedule. Yeah. Um, you know, just off that list, Tampa Bay and Buffalo, those are the top two teams. But, you know, Dallas is very beatable. 
the Giants made some nice moves. I think the Giants could be competitive. I think Washington's going to be very competitive, but yeah, I mean, they're going to be middle of the pack. They're not, they're not, they're not making the playoffs. I, I can almost guarantee that. I mean, the right. NFC isn't the strongest, but it's not weak enough to let in a team like the saints, but who knows? We saw the, we saw the bears get in somehow last year. So. Yeah, no, I mean, looking at the schedule um, here, I can actually go, uh, I'll read it off actually to you. So, well, other two against Atlanta, Carolina, Tampa Bay. Let's say that they beat Atlanta once. They'll beat Carolina once. Um, so, let's we'll say they go two know, and okay. four. Car- Carolina could could be a sneaky team this year. I've I've liked the moves that they've made so far this offseason. If they get a quarterback, well, you know, if they like Trey Lance, if they like Justin Fields, if they put him in there, I don't. Carolina might might sweep them. I think I I think Carolina right now might might be a better team than New Orleans without. Without Drew Brees, yes, they still have Alvin Kamara, but Carolina's building a nice defense over there, I think. Yeah, they're just on Hassan Reddick. He, yes. he gets reunited with Matt Rule from their Temple days. Um, so they get a nice edge rusher that Arizona decided to let go for a 33-year-old with back problems or 31-year-old, however the hell old J.J. Watt is. Sorry, J.J. Watt, I'm not trying to be rude, but damn. <laughs> um, so, you know, um, New Orleans is in a weird place. Somehow they pulled off this whole cap thing once again. I've- props to their GM. I mean, it's, that had to be a headache. And we were talking about how Pittsburgh needed to go all in to win a Super Bowl. Talk about the saints needing to go all in to win a Super Bowl. You know, you know that your quarterback who I would still take over Ben Roethlisberger, I'd take Drew Brees over him, but you know that your quarterback's on its way out. Come on. You take Drew Brees over Ben or Ben Roethlisberger over Drew Brees. Yeah, I would. I Um, very much would. you're, You're extremely biased i i know okay no <laughs> drew Brees had the benefit of his defense staying healthy throughout the entire course of the year ben roethlisberger now ben roethlisberger yes his stats made his year look a lot better than what it was ben roethlisberger played well for the most part down the stretch it wasn't very good but for the most part ben looked okay drew Brees, i think was very much helped by all the talent that he had around him mm-hmm. big ben Yes, had a solid amount of receiving talent, had zero run game. Give Ben Roethlisberger and Alvin Kamara, see how much better he looks. Hmm. Give you know Ben Roethlisberger a healthy defense all year long, see how much better he looks. I, I am not even. I I would take Ben Roethlisberger over Drew Brees. Are, are you on, no on, an all, on an all time list? Put your put your bias side away. Throw it out sure. the window for right now. Are you taking Ben Roethlisberger over Drew Brees on an all time list at, at their absolute primes? Big Ben is more talented than Drew Brees at their all-time peaks. Drew Brees is more accomplished than Ben Roethlisberger in terms of individual accomplishments. I would take Ben Roethlisberger. If I get my life on the line, one game, have to win, I'm taking Ben Roethlisberger. Prime, yeah, prime Ben. That's tough. Prime Ben was disgusting. It is, yeah. That's that's a, Drew, that's the thing. They're two different style of quarterbacks. Drew yeah. is a you know three-step drop, get rid of it. Ben yep. is the type of guy who can extend plays and do incredible things with the ball. Drew Brees has never been that guy. He's been a good decision-maker accurate ben has always been you know six shooter gunslinger but now i think that ben roethlisberger is more talented than drew Brees is. i'll say that hmm. uh, we could we could probably spend a whole episode just debating could. that but we uh, could. <clears throat> no i the saints are saints are in some trouble because they're picking 28 you know you can get a nice nice offensive lineman there i mean i'm not saying you can't get nice pieces later in the draft right. but they need a quarterback because for some reason, well, I know the reason they needed money, but they extended Taysom Hill. 
He said, here, take some more money from us. Stick, stick around on our team longer because we love you so much, Taste, and we want to make you the, the face of our franchise. I don't know if there's anybody that I dislike more than Taysom Hill in the NFL. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't. You know, I, I, I despise Tom Brady and what he did for, for 20 years of my life, but I at least respect him. I mean, he's one of the greatest of all time. Taysom Hill is getting paid like one of the greatest of all time. And what has he done? <laughs> Nothing. I can't say I dislike Taysom Hill because I don't know Taysom Hill. I hate the idea well, of Taysom Yeah, Hill. I mean, I don't, I don't <clears throat> dislike the person. If I ever met him, I'd give him a firm handshake and say yeah. hi. But I hate the idea <laughs> and the ideology around Taysom Hill that for some reason Sean Payton's so infatuated with him. Yes, I just, I just don't, I don't understand, my friend. I really don't. I, I don't either. But um, let's say we get into some winners and losers of free agency thus far because there have been teams that have definitely gotten better. There have been teams that have gotten worse. Um, so let's say we do uh, two a piece. How does that sound? Does that sound all right? I, I have my biggest, biggest loser right off the bat. Easy, easy. I, I know who you're going to say, so go ahead and say it. Las Vegas Raiders. Yes. We, we started the show with them. What in the world are you doing? I, I don't want to, I don't want to harp on it again, but they just really royally screwed themselves. So, uh, biggest loser. Yes. So far, you know, maybe they could make it up to me, but I doubt it. Las Vegas Raiders right now are my biggest loser. Who's yours? Uh, my Pittsburgh Steelers are my biggest loser right now. Mm. Um, they didn't have a lot of money to work with going in. Now, obviously, Ben Roethlisberger did them a huge solid by doing a whole new deal and taking a lot less money than he needed to. That said, you know, the, they were already so far over the cap. That deal only got them so far under it. So they, they were really working with limited money. But regardless, Bud Dupree goes to Tennessee. Mike Hilton goes to Cincinnati. Um uh, Tyson Alawala goes back to Jacksonville. Um, so, I mean, they've lost a lot of guys. They cut Vince Williams and now looks like Steven Nelson's on his way out. So five defensive starters, probably, you know, we'll see what happens with the Steven Nelson thing, but expect that to be done pretty soon. Five defensive starters gone from the Steelers defense within three days. And that's, mm. that's what you hate to see. Not, so not Pittsburgh pretty right now is my biggest loser. Okay. All right. Well, my second biggest loser it not necessarily a loser because probably when we stop recording this, they'll make a big signing and make me look dumb. But as of right now, they really have not done a whole lot. And they're currently sitting third in the NFL in cap space with $39 million. Indianapolis Colts and Chris Ballard need to get up off their seats and hit those phones and say, Hey, we got our franchise quarterback. We made a run for the playoffs last year. If we get some nice pieces in here, we could be a Super Bowl team. You have $39 million and your quarterback now get something done. I, I, I would have loved to see them, you know, sign a guy like Trey Hendrickson. He went to Cincinnati. Sign a guy like Hassan Reddick. You know, they needed guys, even a guy like Matt Judon. I mean, they needed guys to get pressure on the quarterback, and they haven't done that yet. They lost a few guys they're close. I mean, if Indianapolis can turn it on, if they can sign a few guys here, they could be extremely, extremely dangerous next year. I, you know, they're losing T Y Hilton. Most likely T Y Hilton still hasn't signed, but even if they go for a wide receiver, I mean, I would love to see them, you know, have Carson Wentz have receivers to work with. Michael Pittman played great last year. Paris Campbell's good. Zach Pascal, friend of the show. I mean, bring in a guy like Kenny Galladay. I mean, it seems like Galladay might be going to the giants, but I mean, give them some help. You have the money, spend it, use it. There's nothing to wait. Go for a Super Bowl. 
And you know, if I'm Kenny Galladay, I'm a hell of a lot more intrigued with the Colts than I oh, am yeah. the Giants. Absolutely. If I'm any of these receivers that are left, I'm looking at the Colts and saying, yeah, I mean, that's an intriguing landing spot. I'm surprised that we haven't seen more of that. I agree with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another loser, the Chicago Bears. Mm. Oh, man. All offseason long so far. Oh, man, they're in on Deshaun Watson. Oh, man, they might be in on Russell Wilson. Oh, they got Andy Dalton. Oh, uh, that's, 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 that's sad. So, no, this, this is just a classic Chicago Bears front office move. Um, I wouldn't expect Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy to be back after this year. They made their intentions pretty clear. We want Sam Howe because apparently Ryan Pace has an infatuation with North Carolina quarterbacks. So, um, no, that in and of itself was just a crusher for the Bears. They, were, they seem to be in on two of the league's best quarterbacks, and then they settle for a very nice guy and Andy Dalton. I love one we of the nicest Andy guys Dalton. in the league, but ah, oh, damn it. They made their intentions pretty clear. We're, we're playing for 2022. You know, I, I thought this off season or this coming season was going to be the one for Chicago to say, we need to go all in, you know, this is probably our last chance. Cause if we, if we screw this up, our, our, we're going to get the, we're going to get cut and we're going to have to restart our whole front office. So I thought this was it. You know, they have a nice defense. I do like Chicago's defense. You know, now they just cut fuller, but no, there's uh there's not much going on. They they trapped Allen Robinson in jail there and they are just not letting him go whatsoever. That is what it seems like. But let's get a little bit more positive. Who is your biggest winner so far? Can can I you you picked your Steelers? Can I pick my Bills? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> but let me just talk about my Bills really quick because they almost made the Super Bowl last year, and we're not talking about them nearly as much as I would love to. Um, but if Jared let me talk as much as I could, I would spend a whole episode on them. But anyway, they signed Mr. Trubisky. That's awesome. That's fun. It's flashy. We're going to save his career. We're going to get him a big contract next year. What else did they do? They re-signed almost all of their guys that they should have. And, you know, coming into this offseason, everybody was saying, yeah, you know, they might be able to sign one guy. Maybe they'll be able to bring back – Matt Milano, but if they bring back Matt Milano, they're going to have to let right tackle Darrell Williams walk. No, 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 no. Brandon Bean said, oh, no, I'm keeping my guys. I'm signing Matt Milano. I'm re-signing Darrell Williams. I'm bringing back all my guys, and all their attitudes are the same. All their attitudes are, I'm I'm going to take a cheaper deal. I'm going to help this team out. I want to come back, and I want to win a Super Bowl. They know that this team is very close, and then they go out and they sign a guy like Emmanuel Sanders who, you know, 33 years old, not the youngest spring chicken in the league, but still very, very reliable, one of the best route runners in the league. The Bills maybe have one of the best wide receiver rooms in the league with Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, Gabe Davis. I mean, this team is putting together a nice, nice team. And then they signed Jacob Hollister, Josh Allen's old buddy from Wyoming. Getting me fired up here, Jared. I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty hyped. All right, so I'm going to stay in the AFC North with one of my big winners. I'm going to make the honorable mention of the Buccaneers because I didn't want to be just another show. It's like, oh, man, Tampa Bay's doing great. But we'd be remiss if we didn't mention them. They kept yes. all their guys in-house, which was incredibly impressive. They yep. tagged Chris Godwin. They get Levante David, Shaq Barrett. Um, their main pieces are all coming back. They're pretty much running it back in 2021, so props to them for that. But I'm going to, I'm going to say the Cleveland Browns. Okay. Browns have had two very good signings. They bring in John Johnson um from the los angeles rams and troy hill at cornerback remember grant delpit was injured last year you put mm-hmm. john johnson with grant delpit and you bring in troy hill yeah. to pair with denzel ward that's a dangerous ass secondary in cleveland mm-hmm. right now 
Um, not to mention that Miles Garrett is a freak of nature. Uh, they bring in Tack McKinley to give their pass rush a little bit of depth. I like what Cleveland's doing a lot defensively. Um, and right now, best team in the AFC North. Yeah, I, I would say that because Baltimore really has not done much. Um, you know, they, they were in on Juju Smith-Schuster. What else have you done to help your quarterback? You know, one of the biggest glaring needs was wide receiver. And they didn't, they haven't done that for him because it, I don't know why. I mean, if I, if I knew the answers, I would be the GM, but uh, it's, it's questionable times in the NFC North, AFC North. And uh, is, it, is it a little bit telling to you that no big receivers are going to Baltimore? You wonder why that is, Kurt? Tell me why. Maybe because they know they're not going to get the ball. Because they're just going to run the ball all the time. Maybe they're going to run the ball 97 times a game. That's a good point. Maybe, maybe it is. But I mean, people have said this wide receiver free agent class, you know, is not what we were expecting. We were expecting the big names to be flying off the Kenny Galladay's, the T.Y. Hilton's, the, you know, it hasn't happened. And I don't know if, you know, just one guy's waiting for the, the dominoes to fall, but nothing yet. Um, my winner, you know, maybe not the biggest winner might be questionable on, on some levels for some people, but I kind of like what the, what the Cincinnati Bengals have been doing. I was just about, they were going to be my second. Did one. I steal yeah. your, sorry. Now you got to think on the fly to, to get a second <laughs> team, but I, I like what Cincinnati's doing. You know, you're, they know that they're not going to be contenders, but they could be a sneaky team. They could, they could win some games that they shouldn't. Joe Burrow's coming off an injury, going to be fired up, going to be ready to go. Maybe this this draft they they get Penny Suell and they they fix that offensive line for him, but they're not totally rebuilding because you know they started that a little while ago. But AJ Green's gone, who by the way we didn't mention signs with Arizona. Mm -hmm. That's and we can talk about that after. <laughs> they if they lose AJ Green just today. They cut Geno Atkins. Good, get those big contracts off the books. They they were great. They've done great things for the city of Cincinnati, but this is a new era. This is this is. Joe Burrow's team now they go out they side Trey Hendrickson who was maybe one of the most underrated pass rushers in the league last year um they, they signed Mike Hilton who we who we mentioned earlier you know they they lose William Jackson sure but this team's kind of turning a new page they, they're they're getting some younger guys in there they get Larry Ogunjobi from Cleveland I like what Cincinnati's doing you know they, they come into this draft with the fifth overall pick they could go wide receiver they could go offensive line they're, they are in a good spot to fix things in, in the next coming years here. That they are. And Cincinnati is going to be a very exciting team going forward. And, oh, yeah. You know, we love some Joe Burrow on the show. So good for Cincinnati for, you know, addressing the needs that they that they desperately needed to address. Um, how about the Washington football team, Kurt? Okay, I like this that. Is going that to be they, a, were, they were one of my other picks. This is going to be a fun football team come September. Yes. They bring in Curtis Samuel and then – I think it was actually first they bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick, the old Amish rifle himself. This team is going to be, this is going to be such an exciting year. One for Terry McLaurin, who's going to get 87 targets a game. Then you bring in Curtis Samuel, finally another receiver. Terry McLaurin's him. roommate in, uh, in college. At Ohio State, yeah. yes. So a couple of old friends uh, from Ohio State reuniting in Washington and Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin. They franchise tag Brandon Schreff, uh, very good guard, arguably the best guard in the game right now, mm -hmm. and keep him at home. Uh, they signed William Jackson to give Ken, Kendall Fuller a little bit of help at cornerback. Um, so Washington is a football team with a lot of young talent and a quarterback with zero Fs to give. who's just going to let that thing fly all season long. And I cannot wait. 
to see Ryan Fitzpatrick with Terry McLaurin and, and uh and Curtis Samuel. I loved their defense last year. So oh, Washington, yeah. I have a big old man crush on Washington's defense last year. <clears throat> Excuse me, because they can get the pressure on you. I mean, with Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, those four guys alone, watch out. I mean, and then the secondary that they have is even more talented. I mean, I love, I love, I love, I love what they're doing. You know, Cameron Curl came in as a rookie, three interceptions. He looked great. William Jackson, who was an underrated corner in this this free agent class. I, I think that Washington, I mean, I think they win the division again. Um, I agree. Do you think that, I was going to ask Lake Lewis this. He was, he was supposed to come on our show. There's a little, you know, he's a busy man. So uh, we have to reschedule that. But I'll ask you, do you think there's any way there's any way that Taylor Heineke beats out Ryan Fitzpatrick? No, <laughs> I do not. I'm it just, was a great, I'm just thinking it was a great story. No, here's the thing that I won't rule out. I still don't rule out Washington trading up for a quarterback. Trading up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is the perfect thing for them to do. Cause you've got a guy in Ryan Fitzpatrick who can be mm-hmm. reliable as a starter throughout the year. And if he throws it, you know, if he has that one game that he's inev- inevitably going to have where he throws six interceptions and you put in Taylor Heineke for a little bit, that's fine too. You can trade up and get, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, um, and have him sit for a year and then give him the reins after Fitzpatrick's gone after this year. I think that that is the best thing that Washington can do right now because right now, I mean, you look at their team, there's not too many holes other than the quarterback position. So if if I'm Washington, I'm giving the house for – for one of these quarterbacks if you don't if you don't trade up in the draft for a quarterback that you love you go offensive line because that offensive line needs a little help but yeah they are extremely close i mean the is there a, is there a cooler or a better career for a quarterback than brian fitzpatrick i mean come on this guy no. this guy has been in the league for i don't even know how long the harvard graduate he, he is just father time. He mentors every young quarterback in there. He's all reliable. People give him a lot of money to come in there. And, oh God, I love that guy. I love that guy. We talk about loving Andy Dalton. I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, no, Ryan Fitzpatrick is one of the easiest guys in the NFL to love. So I'm excited to see him in Washington. They're going to be a very fun offense to watch along with that really good defense. So, no, they're still a solid margin, the best team in the NFC East right now. Yeah, I, I think so. I the Giants have made some nice moves, and if they sign Kenny Galladay, that's a nice move too. But I, I still wouldn't put them above Washington just because of Washington's defense. I mean, Dallas Dallas hasn't done anything. They they resigned and, Dak. They threw a ton of money at him. Yeah, sure, you got your quarterback. Eagles, we kind of know what they're up to. You know that. Well, actually, we don't know what they're up to because they're kind of a dumpster fire. But they're still in the rebuilding phase. They got Jalen Hurts. Maybe they go with a quarterback. Washington Washington should win this division pretty handedly now that they have Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think. Yeah, no, it doesn't help that the Giants – I mean, the Giants made a push at it last year. They came really close because, mm-hmm. because of their defense. It's just the fact that their offense is a toilet salad, <laughs> and they just cannot score points. This is a big year for Daniel Jones. This is the make or yep. break to decide, all right, is he the guy going forward or are we going to look elsewhere? Mm-hmm. So it's a big year in New York, um, and I, that's why we're seeing them, you know, pursue Kenny Galladay that's why we're going to see them probably take Kyle Pitts in the draft so yeah you know, yeah I mean if, if, they, if they give him the help I mean imagine it though I mean you get Saquon Barkley back Kyle Pitts Kenny Galladay mm-hmm. that's that could be a fun offense it would be hard to struggle uh, with those yeah. weapons around you I mean if you struggle with that eh, yeah you're probably getting the boot but uh I don't know I, I don't 
I don't see the Giants being a huge, huge threat. We'll see what they do for the rest of free agency here. There's still plenty of time. Um, but I, I want to go back to the one one last team that I want to talk about before, you know, I don't know if you have anything else you want to talk about, but Arizona, yeah, you would have won the Super Bowl back in whatever, 2012 with this roster, but <laughs> I, I I don't I don't like it. I mean, you throw a ton of money at, at J.J. Watt. You throw a decent amount of money at A.J. Green when you have DeAndre Hopkins, when you have Christian Kirk, friend of the show. There, there's other needs on this team. I I don't get it. Yeah, um, I don't I don't know either. <laughs> and I said the same thing when it all happened. It's like, look, if this is 2013, Arizona's had the greatest offseason in NFL history. But A.J. Green, J.J. Watt on the same field? Yeah. Oh, boy. But, no, I mean, veteran leadership is – isn't unimportant so i get it but they, they have larry fitzgerald though i, mean, I know that's what who, i'm saying who's so got like, a better veteran leadership well actually isn't he well assuming that he comes back because there's that's still he's technically right a free now. agent but i think there was rumors that he's going to come back if he doesn't he'll probably come back as like a coach or something because i don't think that man will ever go away from football uh he is football so <laughs> it's just you fell apart last year. You were looking red hot. Kyler Murray was an MVP candidate. And then you, you flatten out and you go eight and eight. You know, does JJ Watt and AJ Green put you over that hump? Maybe you go nine and seven. I don't think it really makes that big of a difference. We don't even know if AJ Green can play a full season. We haven't seen him play a full season before. So they needed some help on defense. They get JJ Watt. We'll see what they do in this draft. In that division, I'm not I'm not I'm not too sold on the Arizona Cardinals. I think they're gonna be a smidge better than what they were last year. Now remember they started off what six and two, five and two. Yeah. So no, they, they were, were red hot. They came out of the gates strong and then they lost four, five straight. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they're just too inconsistent. Now I will say this Kyler Murray is an incredible talent. He's yeah. got an incredible arm. DeAndre Hopkins is very good. Their defense needed help, but you had Hassan Reddick right there, who's younger and more productive than JJ Watt, and you let him walk to bring in you 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 sign name over value, yep. And that yep. that was the biggest mistake that they could have made. So, and I, I will say I, I think JJ Watt. I mean, a lot of people are saying, oh, he's old. You know, he's he's getting on the other side of thirty, and he's not worth it anymore. He always gets hurt. JJ Watt is incredible talent. I mean, he is still 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 producing. He was double teamed like crazy last year in Houston because who else does Houston have? I think I think he will. We'll see his numbers probably look a little bit better this year, but I don't think he's worth that kind of money. I mean, he got paid and he yeah. wanted to win a Super Bowl. He's not going to win a Super Bowl in Arizona. I'm sorry, buddy. You know, that's become something that I'm putting less and less stock into by the year because we all these veteran guys come out and say, I want to go somewhere I can win a ring. J.J. Watt signs with Arizona. Patrick Peterson signs with the Vikings. Yeah. So that, what you're saying and what you're doing aren't correlating. It's, you know why? It, they, they, they're a free agent. They're looking out at all the teams. They say, ooh, I could put a nice little ring on my finger with that team. And then you say, oh, wait, this team's giving me a lot of zeros. Exactly. And I like those zeros. I can buy, you know, anything I want. So money talks. Money talks. And it's a it dangerous does. game. It does. And it's just, I think that we need to stop looking so much into when players say, ah, I just want to go somewhere where I can win yeah. a ring. Because if there was anybody who's going to do that, it was going to be JJ Watt. And now <laughs> he's, in, he's on a good team. Cardinals are a good team. Yep. 
I don't think that they're right now. I don't think went fully healthy. I don't, it's a toss up between them and the Rams to me. I think the Rams are still the best team in that division. Yeah. I mean, I think Arizona, I think Arizona will be a, a playoff team. I think they will be a wild card team next year. Yeah. I, I think that's a fair assessment. Hoping that as long as they draft well, cause they still need a little bit of help secondary wise now because Patrick Peterson is gone. Um, but yes, I do. I like the direction that their offense is going. They need to get help in the secondary because, you know, their cornerbacks right now are, they're lacking. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, we talk about quarterbacks on rookie deals. Kyler's on that rookie deal. Exactly. Maybe, maybe that's what they're doing. They're just saying, we'll sign all these guys and go all in while he's still cheap. Oh, they saw the Rams do it in their own division. So it's not like this is new and it's not, I mean, it's very similar. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury is a young coach. Sean McVay mm-hmm. is a young coach. So fair. there's some parallels there. That is fair. Good point. So, all right, pal, what a hell of a show it was to, uh, to recap what's going on. Obviously we've still got a very, very long off season ahead of us, unfortunately, but you know, we are getting closer and closer to the draft. We're, uh, a month and a week away from from draft day something like I, that. I have the exact countdown if you want it oh yeah go for it give us that countdown 41 days zero hours 46 minutes and 14 13 12 seconds left so we're getting closer and closer to draft day zach wilson had his pro day or at least he was getting ready for his pro day i think his pro day is actually tomorrow so we'll have to go back i don't know the exact answer there, for that but uh yeah I'm, I'm sure you'll probably have that put up on a big screen just relaxing and watching every single second of that. I would sell my soul for Zach Wilson to be a Pittsburgh Steeler come April. I don't care what it would take. That is all I want with my life right now. And if it happens, then Kevin Colbert is my one true God. (laughs) That's all you want in life. Interesting. Okay. And I'll remember that. Yeah, it is. So thank you as always, everybody for listening. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at the laces out pod. You can find Kurt on Twitter at at Kurt K-U-R-T Hamaser H-A-U-M-E-S-S-E-R 88 Bill's stuff on the way all day every day follow me there you can follow me on Twitter at Jay Bailey NFL you can watch me cry over the recent developments happening in Pittsburgh over the last three days um, it'll all be okay that's it'll pretty much what it's okay. been that's pretty much what it's been but anything NFL related you can find me at Jay Bailey NFL. As always, thank you everybody for tuning in and listening to us. It means the world to us to have a devoted fan base that cares about what we say. So thank you for always tuning in and giving us the attention that um, I was going to say we rightly deserve, but nothing's really deserved in this industry. (laughs) We don't deserve this at all. We're very, very thankful for it that uh, people actually, like you said, care what we say. So we appreciate it and we will catch you next time. That we will. So tune in next week for laces out as the nfl free agency period rolls on and we get closer and closer to draft day so got a lot of stuff to talk about as the nfl offseason rolls on more free agent signings probably some more mock drafts because what the hell else are we going to do so keep it locked here with us laces out for kurt i'm Jarrett. thank you guys so much for tuning in we will talk to you next week see ya thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.